Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by Citizens Bank and the General Building Contractors Association. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia, bringing you the stories of economic growth, job creation, and business success from across the 11-county community of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. Now, here's Matt Gabry. Welcome into Growing Greater Philadelphia. Today, we focus on three stories that highlight the journey on the road to growth and success. And with me is business radio host and WPHT team member, Dan Loney. Dan, welcome. Matt, as always, great to talk with you. And you know, when you talk about something that is always a journey, usually it's a learning experience. And we find that out today. We had a chance to sit down and talk with Ellis Giles, owner and president of Gray Boys Commercial Window Company. He joined us in the studio to explain what sort of background prepares you for a business that's focused on joining old world construction with necessary new world products. So much of what goes on inside a building is really impacted by what that enclosure of the building does. And so being able to do good things with the glazing in those buildings to us is a valuable way to contribute toward that. You weren't always president, owner, and CEO of Great Boys. Talk with us a little bit about how that came to be um, shortly after you arrived in the greater Philadelphia region. Yeah, so we've been here about four years, and actually uh, we're here because, uh, of, to your point, as we started early, out of love, right? And I met my wife uh, almost six years ago now, and we met in Florida and then did the commute back and forth. Um, and then ultimately I took her to Syracuse, not the best decision I've ever made, but uh, one that led me here. Uh, so in, in all in all, really good choice. Uh, so when we moved back down here, um, as I was mentioning earlier, we got connected with some uh, investors in the area who were looking to buy contractors. And um, that's my background. I've got 35 years in the construction industry, mostly in mechanical trades. And that's what we were looking for was mechanical contractor. And, and I know how to run contracting businesses. And uh, one of my now business partners and I came across uh, Gray Boy's commercial window for sale. And, you know, first look at it, I'm kind of like a commercial glazing company. Not sure this is really what I want to do. But as we dug into it, we really liked what we saw. Uh, and I think it's the company has an interesting history. It started 34 years ago by Terry Gray Boy's, uh, a pioneer in the industry. You know, it's uh, construction's a challenging business to be in. You know, it's sort of high risk, uh, high reward kind of industry. Um, and being a woman, I think, makes it even that much more challenging. So, uh, you know, Terry had um, brought the business up from the ground up from her kitchen table um, a few years before we came on board, about 10 years. Uh, some other people had come into the business and bought it. Terry still had a minority position. And they had reached a point in their careers where they were looking to move on and do other things and so we came upon it and we saw it and we liked what we saw and a lot of it was really where the culture of the organization was at really high performance team of individuals doing some really amazing things and we liked that because at the end of the day no matter what industry you're in or what business you're in it's always all about the people and if you don't have good people, then where are you going to go? And that was the thing that attracted us, is we have this great team of people. Um, and so we saw a reason to get involved and get engaged with that and help expand that. Um, we have a really good focus in the business. The thing that we're known for locally is replacement windows and white glove service. Uh, and we do a lot of work in occupied buildings. Uh, one of the things we just recently finished off um, is Alden Park up in East Falls. Uh, anybody familiar with that property goes back to the 1920s. Just an awesome, awesome facility that's uh, got a $60 million investment going on it from a new ownership group out of New York City. 
And part of that, they decided to restore the uh, facade. So they repointed all the masonry, but also replaced all of the windows. So 6,688 windows. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, just, and we, we picked up as the company was about three months into that project is when we took over. And uh, the team was rolling along, and uh, they kept doing their thing. We actually finished that project four months ahead of schedule. Just an amazing job, and mostly in an occupied building. So we're dealing with people leaving in the morning to go to work. And when they come home in the afternoons or evenings, they've got new windows. We've taken their old ones out, put their new ones in. So lots of coordination with the owner and their team, scheduling people in and out. Uh, but I think that was part of, you know, part of the journey here with us is really just being able to take over this company with such a rich, deep history in the area um, as being a leader uh, in the construction trades, you know, first as a woman owned business, uh, you know, and now as a minority owned business because of my background. Uh, and we're trying to continue that. And now we're adding services on um, that we didn't used to perform that now that we can because of our relationship with the local labor partners that we have. This window here. This is a window from our uh, recent Alden Park project. When you walk their factory floor, it looks on the surface like many other buildings in the industrial section of the Philadelphia Navy Yard. But when we look deeper, there's so much more to the story. One visual element that stands out is the row of bigger-than-life wall-sized photographs depicting many of their most notable projects. Gray Boy's Windows marries historic structures with modern, efficient windows. And Ellis Giles describes how his company has carved its market niche in supplying those windows for historic buildings. Yeah, and that was um, another one of the big drivers was that niche because there is something really so specialized about it. And I think, you know, being here in Philly with the rich history we have, I mean, it's reflected in our built environment. Just a tremendous amount of buildings that, you know, can continue to be maintained and improved. So when you get into historic preservation, there's always lots of questions, and it gets to be really interesting when you're looking at a window replacement because of the existing windows that were in there, and they could be anywhere from uh, decades old to perhaps in some cases over 100 years old. And what you're trying to do is maintain the look and feel of those existing windows, but put something into them as a replacement that's just a whole lot more energy efficient um, to try to stand up to new codes. And that's the bit of the balancing act that we're always in on the historic preservation side. Can we find and work with manufacturers, and we have several that this is what they focus on from a historic replacement standpoint, can we find those manufacturers who are building these new high-efficiency windows that will match some of the older wood or, in some cases, steel windows that were in place? And there's just a lot of nuanced engineering that goes into making that happen. And fortunately, at Alden Park, we worked with Graham Architectural, who's in York, Pennsylvania, uh, who did a great job for us on that job, just you know, between designing the windows and then helping us get it through um, not only the local historic preservation alliance, but also working with national parks, because that project is on the National Register. So you end up with two different groups typically here in Philadelphia you're working with. You're either working with national parks if they're on the historic registry, and so you've got them as a lead, but you also have the, the local Historic Preservation Alliance to partner with. Um, because what a lot of people probably don't know is that the Preservation Alliance actually has um, sort of rights to the facades of these historic buildings. Mm -hmm. And in exchange for those rights, uh, the owners who are doing work get to get tax credits for that. And it helps to incentivize the repair and replacement of the facades and the windows to try to keep these buildings looking like they did, but make them better.
And there was so much more that we got the chance to chat with Ellis Giles about, including what he thinks is one of the region's greatest assets. You can listen to it right now online at 1210wphd.com slash select. And coming up, we talked with an entrepreneur about how encouraging more collaboration helped improve his business model. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Stradley Ronan, a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Stradley Ronan represents clients across the globe through its affiliation with Meritas, an international network of law firms in 230 markets and 80 countries overseas. Learn more about Stradley Ronan at stradley.com or call 215-564-8000. This is a citizen's perspective on planning for retirement also known as The Five Stages of Grief, presented by me, Tony Goes, Premier Relationship Manager at Citizens Bank. When it comes to helping my clients, like Dave here, plan for retirement, I get this a lot. First comes denial. Not worried. Definitely not worried. I've got plenty of time and money. Then anger. What was I thinking? Why didn't I start saving more years ago? Then fear. What am I going to do now? This is bad, right? Right? Then comes bargaining. Okay, how about this? Here's an idea. What if I start saving more next year? Then finally, acceptance. Maybe we should get started. I can help take the grief out of planning for retirement. Ask me, Tony Goes, how a Citizens Retirement Checkup can help you reach your potential. Citizens Bank is a brand name of Citizens Bank NA and Citizens Bank of Pennsylvania, member FDIC. Citizens Bank Wealth Management is comprised of both bank and brokerage affiliated companies. Drexel University is a proud investor of the Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Drexel University engages with students in universities around the world and is home to the Academy of Natural Sciences, the nation's oldest major natural science museum and research organization. Learn more about Drexel University at drexel.edu or call 215-895-2000. Development projects are revitalizing the future of Greater Philadelphia's neighborhoods, towns, and cities. And you can learn more when you join the Select Greater Philadelphia team at their annual program, Breaking Ground, Projects Transforming Greater Philadelphia. This dynamic gathering offers an exclusive look at projects across Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania that will flourish well after the ribbons have been cut. Join them Thursday, May 31st, 2018 from 8 to 10.30 a.m. at Rowan University in Glassboro. Register today at selectgreaterphl.com slash events. From the city to the suburbs, our region is thriving and transforming. Businesses are getting bigger and better. Hear all about it here. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia. In the last segment, we looked at the path a traditional business took towards success. But even in a new economy, oftentimes someone's personal career path originates with just as diverse of beginnings. The way I'm wired is to uh, really try to figure out the hardest part of a problem and solve that first. That, that's Mark Coleman. He's president, founder, and CEO of the Tactile Group. And sometimes the hardest problem in life to solve can be as simple as what do you want to do when you grow up? The problem was not to have a traditional job ever. So I actually have never had one. I've um, From college or so, I was uh, worked a lot of time as a... DJ, you know, I, I did a lot of portable stuff, did a lot of weddings and bat mitzvahs, uh, which were kind of fun uh, and interesting. Uh, I, I did a little stint in retail. That's that's probably the only um, uh, traditional job I've had. But um, I've always um, wanted to work for myself. So uh, before I did this, uh, this kind of grew out of uh, me designing my own flyers for when I was DJing. 
So um, after I did did that for myself and branded a few small companies uh, and small nonprofits around the the neighborhood, I was like, I can either stay in my bedroom forever or I can take a leap of faith and, you know, borrow some money from friends and family and fools and actually try to make a real go at this. So um, back in 2004, I started Mark Coleman Design. Uh, within three years, I was at that point where I needed to either stay in the bedroom or, you know, hire my first employee and, and take the first leap of faith. And um, we never, never kind of looked back since. You know, one of the things that's unique about Greater Philadelphia is we are a minority majority city. Um, and the region itself actually benefits from that. And um, it would be great to hear your perspective on um the diversity that makes Greater Philadelphia and the city specifically so special. Sure, I mean, um, as a majority minority city, if I keep getting you know, back backwards to front as well, that kind of diversity and um, of people and diversity of thought leads to more interesting products. I think, especially from where, where we sit. So, if you have a bunch of folks who all think and act and, and look the same, um, what? you come up with is going to be pretty homogenous. Here in Philadelphia, we have the opportunity to learn from each other and, and grow from each other's experiences and that diversity in not only um, of people and ethnicity and race and gender and sexual orientation um, within a company, but in size and scale and focus uh, across the region and across business practices um, leads for a really rich uh, a rich, fertile place for business and ideas to grow. So I think Philadelphia benefits highly from that. The other thing that I think that's interesting about the diversity of the city is that um, we uh, apparently there is a demographic parity with the rest of the country. So the uh, the demographics of Philadelphia roughly uh, approximate that f- of for the rest of the country. So Philadelphia actually ends up being a great place to test market uh, national products. So there are many levels on which uh, diversity plays uh, a strengthening role in the value of Philadelphia. One recent high-profile project that Mark and his team had a chance to be involved with was courting one of America's largest companies to Greater Philadelphia by helping to put together a dynamic and engaging multimedia website. Here's a quick snippet. Philly as a city is a city that's got an X factor right now that very few cities can claim. We've got momentum. This city is exploding. And right now, if you look in the sky, you see cranes. There's stuff being built everywhere. (laughs) There's lots of energy in this city. We're poised to go to the next level. Talk with us a little bit about how you found yourself in that position and what role you played. Sure. So um, the the Amazon... uh, decision process was one of the most interesting projects we've ever been had the opportunity to work on. Um, Amazon kind of announced they were having this RFP in September and gave up cities, was it six weeks total uh, from the time they announced to the time the thing was due. Uh, in that time, um, the city had to identify the people they were going to work with. By the time they, we got down selected and were finally selected as the uh, website designer and developer for this project, we ultimately had only three weeks to do this project, and we hadn't didn't even have any content. So we had to, given that kind of flip set of parameters, we had to totally invert our design process. We had to um, just do a lot of things on the fly. Um, we had to help coordinate a lot of the design conversations. But luckily, um, in this particular instance, all of these these kind of 
different uh, stakeholders and different content producers and different members of this team were all kind of facing the same direction. People were so excited about this project and the opportunity to uh, show the world how incredible Philadelphia was. Uh, there were very few kind of um, impasses that we had as as far as the team went. Uh, and if there, there were things that we kind of disagreed on, they were solved really quickly because they had to be. So what we ultimately ended up with, um, I am so incredibly proud of and, uh, and, and actually honestly amazed that we got it done at the time that we did. And the entire interview is online now, 1210wpht.com slash select. And coming up, we'll talk to another entrepreneur about how his military background helped plant the seed for his future company. More than 25 Fortune 500 companies call Greater Philadelphia home. For more information about businesses growing in northern Delaware, southern New Jersey, and southeastern Pennsylvania, visit selectgreaterphl.com. Independence Blue Cross, a proud sponsor of the Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Independence Blue Cross is the largest health insurer of the Philadelphia region, serving more than 2.5 million people locally and 8.5 million people in 23 states and Washington, D.C. Learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. Liberty Property Trust, a national firm with Philadelphia roots, is one of the nation's largest commercial real estate companies, owning 100 million square feet of industrial and office space. Learn more about Liberty at libertyproperty.com. NBC10 and Select Greater Philadelphia are proud to partner on the growing Greater Philadelphia television program. Watch stories of economic development and business success from across the 11 counties of Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania at NBCPhiladelphia.com slash news slash growing Greater Philadelphia. This segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to you by Wells Fargo, a proud sponsor of Select Greater Philadelphia Council. Wells Fargo is a diversified, community-based financial services company with a strong vision of satisfying the financial needs of their customers and helping them succeed financially. Wells Fargo provides banking, mortgage, investments, consumer, and commercial financial services. Learn more at wellsfargo.com or call 1-800-869-3557. Copyright 2018, Wells Fargo Bank N.A., all rights reserved, member FDIC. Covering northern Delaware, southern New Jersey, and southeastern Pennsylvania. These are the stories, people, and projects that are transforming our collective community. This is Growing Greater Philadelphia. You know, Matt, one of the great things about the Philadelphia region right now is all the innovation in the health sector and life sciences. People are staying here and growing their companies, but they're also coming here from other parts of the world and other parts of the country. And we actually had a chance to speak with CEO and co-founder of Noroflow. His name is Chris Malero, and he shared with us insights about their new mental health platform. So my co-founder and I started the company back in spring of 2016. Uh, so going on two years in this April, um, large part of the first 18 to 20 months of that was all research development. Uh, while we were students at University of Pennsylvania, we partnered with the neuroscience department and the behavioral lab there. And um, the reason why it all got started in the first place was m- my passion uh from the mental health process that stemmed from my military experience. So I served for five and a half years in the field artillery. I was a captain when I got out. I deployed 12 months to Iraq. And uh, in that process, um, many of my friends and soldiers that I got to lead 
may have struggled from either PTSD or um, adjustment disorder. There's you know, no shortage of um, mental illness, not just in the military, but a lot of people think PTSD is just a military disorder. The, I guess the sad fact is 8 million Americans a year suffer from PTSD. If you think of all the students down in um, Florida, Parkland High School, every one of those students are um, at high risk for PTSD throughout their life. The Las Vegas shooting victims, we're being used in a clinic right now that um, treats specifically sexual assault victims. So it's a prevalent issue, and it's not just a military issue, but the military connection was the personal one for me. I don't have a psychology background. I'm a systems engineer from undergrad. And uh, when I came to Wharton, I met my co-founder, who is a bioengineering PhD. So he does have that background. He does have the research and you know the perspective to be able to make my vision a reality. And uh, Adam Partis is his name. We partnered uh, two years ago. Um, started to tinker around with some ideas using different wearables and technology and data and so forth and found we hit a nerve and hit a hit a real spot that was, di- I don't know if disruptive is the right word or impactful, certainly, uh, where we don't seek to replace the mental health providers, but we um, we really augment their process and support them in what they're doing. So if you're wondering what sorts of personal improvements this platform can assist you in tracking, one could be something like daily meditation. Now, if this sound is how you are trying to improve your state of mind, Chris Malero explains what solutions NeuroFlow can provide for you. You look at patients today and they go through therapy process. Um, The standard of care today is largely subjective. It's asking you, you know, how do you feel right now on a scale of one to 10? Um, and that could be demoralizing if you're not like feeling better all the time and you're like, this isn't working. Uh, and you don't have that affirmation uh, that what you're doing, the effort that you're putting in every week, going to this therapy or doing exercises they give you at home is making any progress. So you lose kind of that ownership and empowerment that you're, would be helpful if you had. The analogy I like to use is for my... Um, For New Year's resolution, I had, I want to lose 10 pounds. I go to the gym for a week. I'm pumping weights. I look in the mirror and I don't really see much of a difference. I'm like, come on, this isn't working. Uh, But if I step on a scale and I can measure, well, I lost half a pound or I lost a pound, that's a measurable difference that I I could see. I could measure that what I was doing was working and it motivates me to get back in the gym. So take that premise and apply that to mental health. And with our technology, since you can measure the incremental improvements over time, you can measure the fact that when you're stressed, your body is changing. So it helps fight that negative stigma that you can now see it, measure it, understand it. Uh, You keep patients engaged more. You help decrease them dropping out of treatment, uh, which leads to better outcomes. As CEO, Chris Malero feels fortunate to work closely with his NeuroFlow co-founder, Adam Paradis. And he appreciates the importance of finding just that right person to start a business with. Chris explains how that step is even harder than you might think. Yeah, I mean, certainly the co-founder process is very similar to the dating process. You you meet, you lock eyes, uh, and you start talking about things and you're thinking to yourself like, wow, this guy's pretty smart. He has capabilities that I don't have. We complement each other. This might work out. You go home, you tell your wife, like, I think I met... I met the one. She goes, "What are you talking about?" Uh, but we, we, uh, we met when we were um, 
we got into a fellowship together. So it was called the Insight Fellowship, which is a technology fellowship at the graduate level program. And it was for graduate students of multi-disciplines. So he's engineering, I was business, uh, that are just interested in using technology to make impact on society in some way. And so we met through that fellowship. And, uh, you know, just in that fellowship, having like minds, communicating, uh, a business plan competition came up at Penn. And we said, you know, let's come up with an idea to submit it. And unfortunately, um, maybe two weeks before, a good friend and colleague of mine from the military, um, I get word was struggling with, you know, these um, these disorders. And um, and the statistic is 20 vets a day commit suicide, unfortunately. Uh, and so it dawned on me, well, why don't we try to use technology to make that process more effective? And we could create a business plan around that. And so we did, but it was, I mean, we met, and then the, this business plan competition was like a week or two later. So we pulled a few all-nighters. We tried to get in, you know, put something together, and we lost miserably. I mean, I don't think we even made it past that round. But in that process, we saw there was a real need, a real problem, and there wasn't a real solution addressing it. And that's where uh, we got started. As with all of the interviews you hear on the show, there's so much more that doesn't make it to air. You can hear all of the interviews right now online at 1210WPHD.com slash select. Growing Greater Philadelphia is presented by Select Greater Philadelphia. We're a council of the Chamber of Commerce for Greater Philadelphia. And we're the business attraction organization for Northern Delaware, Southern New Jersey, and Southeastern Pennsylvania. We work to grow the economic vibrancy of our collective community by attracting new businesses and new jobs to our neighborhood. Thanks to our investors and partners who believe in our efforts. Special thanks to program producers Elena Carmazan and Maricela Juarez and writer Samara Grizel and our researcher Steve Boucher. Learn more at selectgreaterphl.com and tune into our podcast at 1210wpht.com slash select. <laughs>